Welcome everyone to Elevate. I am your host, Dr. Corey Sandra, chiropractic physician, outdoor enthusiast, and occasional actor. Our mission at Elevate is to help you elevate your life to new levels, physically, emotionally, spiritually, and energetically, with incredible information in the field of health and wellness from a holistic, natural approach. Let's get rolling. Welcome everyone to Elevate, Episode 8. Today's podcast is going to be part one in a three-part series, and we are going to address the three main conditions that patients are often diagnosed with when healthcare fails to pinpoint a diagnosis based on blood chemistry, urinalysis, or imaging. Doctors and healthcare workers are at a loss for these patients. And when they don't have markers for, say, like rheumatoid arthritis or celiac disease or MS or Lyme's disease, these patients tend to be labeled with three main conditions. Number one is fibromyalgia. Number two, chronic fatigue syndrome. And number three, irritable bowel syndrome. Those tend to be the go-to diagnoses that patients get boxed into when doctors don't know what's wrong with them. And you can't fault the medical field, you know. We have parameters, we have criteria, and if they're not met, where else are we going to put these patients? So fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue syndrome, and irritable bowel syndrome, are they're the go-to or default conditions that people are diagnosed with when they don't know what the hell's going on with them. Fibromyalgia affects about eh, 2% of the population. I think there's about 12 million people that Americans that suffer from it. 90% of them are women, which is interesting. And we'll get to that in a moment why I think it's more women than men. It's not new. Fibromyalgia is not new. It's been around for centuries, but it's had different names. The first reported incident was back in the late 1500s. It was originally called rheumatism, and then to distinguish it from a true uh, arthritis, they called it muscular rheumatism, and so not dealing with the joints. Then from there, it changed its name to it was neuralgia, and then fibrositis, and then finally in 1976, fibromyalgia was the name that they stuck with. Around 1990, the American College of Rheumatology came up with the diagnostic criteria, which, you know, (laughs) it's not much. You you fill out a questionnaire. Do you have widespread pain? Yes. Do you have tenderness? Yeah. Do you have tenderness in 11 or more, 11 of 18 points on the body? And you had negative blood tests and imaging results? Fibromyalgia. So we've named the elephant in the room, but how did the elephant get in there and how do we get rid of the elephant? And that's kind of what I want to talk about today. In, you know, traditional medicine, you know, they, uh, most of their suggestions as far as addressing fibromyalgia is pharmaceuticals. You know, the two big ones you see are Lyrica and Cymbalta, but in my opinion, they have a poor track record and they produce more side effects and they don't deal with the issue. They just mask the symptoms or attempt to mask the symptoms. 
it's kind of like you're driving down the road in your car and your check engine light comes on and you pull off to the side of the road and you dig through the back seat and you find a little black roll of electrical tape and you cut off a piece and stick it right over the check engine light. Well, the problem's still there. It's just masked. You can't see it. So what I want to do is I want to go over the patterns and what I see with fibromyalgia. I want to address the patterns and the specific causes I believe lead people into developing fibromyalgia. And believe it or not, the track record in our office with fiber, dealing with fibromyalgia is phenomenal. We get very, very good results. So some of the signs or symptoms you see with fibromyalgia is fatigue, headaches, poor memory, sleep disorders, ab uh, abdominal cramps, tender points in the muscles or tendons, chronic pain, anxiety, brain fog. Now, you, I rattle off those symptoms and, well, wow, that could be anything. I mean, gosh, that could be MS. That could be Lyme's disease. That could be hypothyroidism. That could be many different conditions or diseases out there. That's why it's so important that patients have the, you know, the blood work done and the imaging to rule out, you know, because, you know, it could be Lyme's disease. It could be MS. It could be hypothyroidism. So, you rule all those out. Now you're left with these symptoms. Well, how do they get there? And how do, what do we do with it? Well, let's, let's talk about it. With fibromyalgia, the number one thing I see underlying trigger or cause leading to fibromyalgia is a virus. And yes, like I said, blood work oftentimes won't show a virus. Sometimes the virus is at such a low level. It's just kind of simmering below the immune threshold and below laboratory analysis that you can't pick it up. Fortunately, you know, I have other tools in my bag besides blood work and imaging. I evaluate the potential for a virus infection by tapping into the patient's own body, i.e. manual muscle testing. You may have heard the term kinesiology or applied kinesiology. I use the patient's nervous system and acupuncture system to determine if I suspect there's a virus. And it's most of the time, 90% of the time with fibromyalgia, there's usually a virus and it's usually, you know, Epstein-Barr or um, monovirus. And so when dealing with a virus, I don't care what type of virus it is, I still treat them all the same or address them all the same. I use uh, Neuralink, also called a Neurological Integrative System. It's out of New Zealand. It's a, it's a, Neuralink is a natural, holistic-based modality that uses the patient's nervous system and the acupuncture system, some reflex points, some cranial points on the brain. And by stimulating certain points on the body, we can supercharge the brain, if you will, or let the brain be aware of the problems or simply speaking, sometimes a virus will circulate through the body and the brain's not even aware. So Neuralink allows us to point the brain in the direction of the virus and let it do its job. And like I said before, the body is a self-healing, self-regulating system. Give it what it needs, remove the roadblocks, let it heal itself. Well, Neuralink allows me to do that. So virus number one, uh, number two, usually low thyroid. 
And like I said, patients will come to me with blood work and the doctor says, oh, my thyroid's normal. It's in perfect range. But like I said in an earlier podcast, with these thyroid problems, you got to look, you got to shrink the range down. The TSH range is too wide, 0.4 to 4.0, 0.5 to 5.0 is too big of a range. So we shrink it down and if their TSH is higher than 1.5, I put them on a thyroid supplement. Typically, I use Ecothyroid from professional health products, and that does the job. It gets thyroid back where it's supposed to be, and a lot of the symptomatology, you know, the fatigue and the headaches and the sleep and the pain go away. So virus, thyroid. Third one, we typically see food allergies. And the biggest one is gluten. Number two is dairy. Hence, in my office, I'm always talking about low-carb, no-carb diets. So if I suspect a food allergy, most often it's going to be gluten or corn or dairy. I put them on the paleo diet, primal diet, primal if they can handle dairy, or keto or carnivore. The biggest thing is getting the gluten and the dairy out of the diet. Another thing we see is um, emotional stress. Even uh, people that have PTSD can go on to develop fibromyalgia. So there's always some emotional trauma that goes along with the fibromyalgia. And they have to be addressed too. The, from an emotional standpoint, the biggest emotional block or issue I see with someone who comes into my office presenting with fibromyalgia is they have the program. They are literally running a program in their subconscious mind. My illness serves me. That's their belief. Maybe not consciously, but subconsciously they're running a program. My illness serves me. Let me explain that. You know, I live in Utah and I can use hundreds of Patients have come into my office that have been diagnosed with fibromyalgia. Like I said, 90% are women. And when we look at the concept of, or the belief of the program, my illness serves me. Well, what does that exactly mean? Well, it means they are deriving some positive benefit from being sick or diagnosed with fibromyalgia. The illness serves them in a way of getting out of obligations, responsibilities, they're overloaded, they're overwhelmed, and the fibromyalgia frequently gives them them an out. They don't have to go to family functions because they're not feeling good. They can turn down a calling from their church or they can't work anymore because they're in pain all the time. And I'm not saying that they're consciously doing this. I'm talking about this is in the subconscious. They're not even consciously aware of what, aware of what they're doing. But oftentimes, you, you know, 90% of pe- patients with fibromyalgia are women. You know, really in the state of Utah, if we if we look at the state of Utah, and it's not just Utah; it's other places. But you know, two, three, four, five kids. They're working. They're they're being a wife. They're being a mother. They're being a taxi driver. They're doing this activity, this activity, and then maybe their church wants them to step up and perform some duties or, you know, a calling. And then, oh, we got a sick mom or a sick dad and they're taking care of them. Well, yeah, all that's going to cause stress and going to break down the immune system and 
probably reduce the thyroid and cause more emotional stress. And so that programming, my illness serves me, allows them to pull away from some of the duties and some of the responsibilities. That's what I mean by my illness serves me. The other emotional issue I see with patients that are diagnosed with fibromyalgia is they don't want to be touched or there's a fear of being touched. That's why they're in pain. You touch someone that's got fibromyalgia, they're tender to the touch. It can be very painful for them. So there's this, they don't want to be touched or fear of being touched. Well, where does that come from? That usually comes from some sort of deep trauma. You know, so we're talking psychological or emotional trauma, traumatic event, whether it was uh, physical, emotional, or sexual abuse that went unprocessed and wasn't dealt with in a healthy way. Those trapped emotions store in the body. They're not dealt with. We get fibromyalgia. So for an emotional standpoint, you know, my illness serves me. When that comes up, I try to sit back and talk to the patient. Where in your life? Is your illness serving you? How do you know what positive are you deriving from having this fibromyalgia? What are you or what are you getting out of in your life? You know, what duties or obligations or responsibilities are you avoiding because of your illness? And I'm not doing it in a in a critical or judgmental way. I just want to talk to them and get them to tell me their story. Typically, if you just listen long enough to your patients, take the time to listen, they're going to tell you their problems. You know, we learned in chiropractic school that I think 82% of a patient's diagnosis can be ascertained just from the history you take, listening to your patients. So most often they can tell you when they started to lose vitality and their health started to go downhill. They can either recall a traumatic event, and then in the case when I said most often it's a virus, they'll say, well, I got sick, I got a bug, you know, I got a cold or I got the flu, and I never got over it, never been the same since. It happened five years ago or four years ago or last winter. It's the same thing with the emotional thing. They can usually pinpoint when the trauma occurred. So from an emotional standpoint, when we're dealing with the trapped emotions in the body or the trapped traumas, you know, that's where... I utilize a neuroemotional technique or some rapid eye technique and kind of a, a combination of techniques I've developed over the years I used in the office. But, you know, a well-trained therapist that's trained in EMDR can do wonders for freeing up these emotional components of my illness serves me or I don't want to be touched or fear being touched. So if there's the emotional components and that's the direction you need to go in. Um, from a nutritional standpoint, supplement standpoint, a lot of times I see a deficiency in magnesium. So I always check the patient for magnesium. There's oftentimes a B12 deficiency and a vitamin D deficiency. A lot of times a patient will present with these symptoms of fibromyalgia and their vitamin D levels are low. Uh, I like patient's vitamin D levels to be between 70 and 100. So typically anything lower than 50 or 40, anything lower than 30, you know, you're going to have problems. But like I said, vitamin D, 70 to 100. So some patients I might, you know, they might be taking 5,000 international units a day or maybe 10,000 international units a day. 
And like I said, nutritional-wise, if their thyroid's off, I always, uh, Ecothyroid's my go-to supplement for addressing thyroids. And also, um, with fibromyalgia, nothing beats a chiropractic adjustment. You know, I've had patients that were diagnosed with fibromyalgia and give them two or three tune-ups and they're feeling awesome. Other things that can lead you on the path to fibromyalgia, we talked about food allergies. Well, the other thing is gut imbalance. So our old friend Candida, I am always checking for Candida on every patient. So we got thyroid, virus, food allergies, gluten, dairy, corn, Candida, unresolved emotional trauma. Like I said, my illness serves me. I don't want to, I don't want to be touched. I have a fear of being touched. So I get my patients drinking their water. I try to put them on the right diet. Like I said, paleo, primal, keto, or carnivore. I work with them, whatever they're comfortable with. If they're not too gung-ho on doing a diet, at least get the gluten out, get the grain, get the grains out. Grains are inflammatory. Dairy can be inflammatory. If someone has a allergy to casein or even a sensitivity, dairy can inflame the body. So at the very least, get the grains, get the dairy out of the diet. If your thyroid, if the TSH is below, is above 1.5, we need to look at maybe putting them on a thyroid supplement. If there's a virus, like I said, I use the Neuralink protocol, phenomenal technique. And then again, if there's some uh, suppressed emotions or emotional trauma, like I said, my illness serves me or I don't want to be touched or fear being touched, uh, a great therapist that has been trained in EMDR will work wonders. Or if you have a chiropractor or an MD that does neuroemotional technique or creative emotional wizardry, some of the other wonderful techniques that I use. Like I said, with fibromyalgia, more often than not, patients get well, they get their lives back, and they're on their way. I've seen it just too many times. So if you're in the current or the traditional medical model and you've been diagnosed with fibromyalgia and you're feeling hopeless or lost, you're not stuck with it. You don't have to live with it. Yes, it can be resolved. Well, other than that, that's all um, I have to talk about today on fibromyalgia. Uh, The next podcast, we're going to talk about chronic fatigue syndrome. And, uh, you know, chronic fatigue syndrome is another easy fix we see in the office. If anything, Chronic fatigue is more of an extreme form of fibromyalgia because they have very, very similar symptomatology. So we'll talk more about chronic fatigue on the next podcast. So I hope you guys have a super wonderful day. Um, Mild, our brief fishing report. uh, Fished the middle fork of the Provo on Friday. The buffalo midges are starting to pop. So if you do dry fly, the little teeny black midges... I caught a couple nice browns there on Friday. Uh, My son went ice fishing over the weekend at Echo and East Canyon. He got skunked, believe it or not. But he did uh, nail him down at uh, Fish Lake a couple uh, couple weekends ago. He caught a 25-inch lake trout, and his buddy caught a 31-inch lake trout. So that's pretty cool. Uh, Skiing's getting better. We skied the canyons this last weekend. Yes, we're getting more snow, but, man, we still need more snow. So the coverage, the coverage is getting a little bit, the base is getting a little bit better, but uh, the upper bowls are still closed. So 
we need another at least another two or three feet. But the skiing is getting better, and it's just fun to get out. It's good to get out and do the things you enjoy doing. All right, guys, have a fabulous day. See you next podcast. The information contained in this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. All information presented by the hosts, guests, and all other material is not intended as a replacement or treatment for any medical condition, nor is it intended to examine, diagnose, treat, or cure any medical condition. Before engaging in any healthcare decision, please seek the care and guidance of a qualified medical physician.